episode number 199 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tommy, do you know what? That's the first time I think I've not read from a script and I've got it right. Not the first time, <laughs> the second time. Uh, so, I think I deserve a round of applause from the listeners, eh? Yeah, very good, running. very good. So, so, Tommy, you're sitting in Oslo at the moment in a, a nice, warm, muggy, or maybe not muggy, but certainly 26 degrees Oslo. Uh, and I'm sitting in the Vale of Afford, and it's a it's a muggy 24 degrees outside. Uh, it's like a it's like a sauna in here, eh? Um, so yeah, excuse the excuse the wet the, the sweat pits are in, under my arms, eh? Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, how how are you doing? Uh, do you know I'm well? As you said, as Carl says, I'm in, I'm in Oslo. I'm I'm over with work at the moment, which is but uh, yeah, enjoying the enjoying the warm weather. But actually, I think the my uh, my Current state is, is is just plodding along. This week, listeners, it's all about the West Ham way. So we've got this coming weekend is the West Ham way. Of course, our man Kyle is is out is is representing TRS is representing all of us. He's out there. He's going to be out, and we're going to talk into that here about his preparation. But we've also got Ian Beatty on, friend of the show, previous guest of the show, and the the race director of the West Ham way. So very excited to hear from Ian. Absolutely, it's uh, you know this is my my opportunity to to ask questions if I don't already know uh, what the hell's going on at the weekend, eh? So um, yeah, it's great to it'll be great to get Ian on, and obviously he's you know his um, experience in the, the 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 course, but also in terms of the the UK, you know athletics in general. Um, mm-hmm. He's the chair of UK Athletics, so I'm sure we'll. We'll ask some some questions uh, and and see how we, things are going from that perspective as well. So, yes, yeah, exciting episode we we so, have, eh, Tommy? So before Ian jumps on, then Kyle. So you're a T minus five days. How are you feeling? T minus five days. Well, I, I'll be honest because it is a bit like a diary. Last week, um, you know, it's kind of like the first kind of week. You think, right? Maybe I should start considering reducing the intensity or the volume. Um, but I had a bit of a wobble, Tommy. Uh, my oh my hip flexor went all duality on me in, on the Monday after my, my 40 miles on the treadmill. Uh, that was a hot, humid 14 miler, which I felt, I felt really good. And then all of a sudden at night time, I said, what the hell's that? Uh, and it just, it, was, it wasn't like sharp, but it was there, you know? And I was like mm-hmm. sitting down and I was like, God, it's, this isn't good. And that that for me at that point I, I was you know you get a lot you get a little bit depressed and you get the and you know and Debbie's like oh it's just uh, you know it's just taper not what is it the um, what do you call it paranoia that's Maranoia. it or uh, ultra paranoia I, like, <laughs> I was like this isn't this isn't good like uh, and then I was like right I need to be sensible I don't want to be running and if I do run I need to make sure there's no pain when I run uh, so like I took two full days off Tommy. And taking those two full days off is the best thing I ever did because now it's fine. Um, I don't feel it. Uh, and, you know, even on the, the first day back, I only did three, four miles, just testing it out. Felt it a little bit. Um, I knew there was something there. But um, I just, like, you know, just reduced, reduced the pace, nine, ten-minute miles, and and that was all I did. Uh, so it was a, a fairly easy week up until, like, Saturday, Sunday, where I did a couple of like 10 miles you know uh, mm-hmm. and then today everything's all all good we're sitting in a, a Monday evening five days to go as you said Tommy I'm, I've started to put together all my nutrition I tell you the amount of gels I've got you know it's it's not just a piddly wee 50k it's 96 miles so I mean think about all the fuel I'm going to need for all that um but uh I also probably for the first time ever I've I've um I'm writing a, a, a race strategy because obviously I've got uh, uh, Dave Scott and uh, who's kindly supporting his my my crew chief uh, crew support support crew chief uh, alongside my wife Debbie. So they're going to be taking the van and you know following me up and from all the way from Mil, Mil, uh, Glasgow to uh, Mulgay to um, uh, Fort William. So it's going to be a bit of an adventure. The the race starts at 1am uh, on, on the Saturday right. morning. So it's, uh, but anyway, going back to the all the preps of Dave, Dave uh, 
he kindly gave me a a, a copy of of his old West Highland Way plan. So I've okay. just uh, I've been editing that, and it's really it's huge, hugely detailed. Um, even to the point where he's like got estimated times with like aid stations and a bit like for UTMB. You remember there was like you can kind of guess when when they would arrive um so that's been really helpful and there's actually like an old like calculator on on the west highway website where you can estimate how long if you if you're going to take like x number hours you can estimate how long it would do you 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 would take Mm -hmm. to get to each aid station and so that's been really helpful uh and it's just really about just putting it all together making sure i've got all my kit uh, it's almost like do you know what? it's it's like the training's in the back. There's not really much I can do now. Um, and in what I like to, I did five miles today. So providing I finish the race, Tommy, I've I've got a guaranteed a hundred mile week mm-hmm. for the first time almost for a long time. Although I have been doing some ninety mile weeks, but uh, so so yes, it's quite quite cool to to think I'm going to be doing a hundred mile week and. I can put my feet up until Saturday, which I probably won't. I'll just do some wee wee runs, and uh, t- tomorrow Tuesday is going to be a just a sort of steady ten minute warm up, twenty minutes at, at sort of steady pace, just sitting on top of six minute miles, and uh, and then you know maybe a couple of strides, and and that's me, Tommy. I'm I'm ready to I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. So, uh, but yeah, I think in terms of gear fueling all that sort of stuff it's almost harder to go back to what i was gonna say it's almost it's more stressful just getting everything ready than it is actually the training sometimes because you kind of know what you should do training wise but mm-hmm. when it comes to yeah. all the kit and all the because you don't do it as much you know you, you you we're used to we're habitualized to just go out and run but not as much when it comes to you know getting all your stuff ready for an ultra and i remember uh old man dave one bit of advice he gave me when he was helping me with the treadmill challenge was you know the longer the race is the more prep you need to do in terms of getting everything ready getting your support mm-hmm. crew ready and uh and it's going to be a muggy day as well it's going to be mid-20s uh on on the on the saturday so it's, it's, it's it could be carnage out there so yeah that's interesting so you're starting at one so just before we jump to ian so starting at 1 a.m on saturday so you're you're going to saturday be running morning, yeah. And you're going to be running that in what? Something like, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 hours? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So you're going to be finishing four four o'clock, let's say, between three and early evening then on Saturday. So you're running through the heat of the the day. Let's say three and seven. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, mean, I've I've done the first half of the race. I've done the Highland Fling. Although you go up the, the high... The high trail at the Loch Lomond, um, not the low one, which the fling does. But generally, I've done the fifty odd miles, so I just haven't done the the, the second half. Uh, but I like adventures. You, we could argue that we should have wrecked it, but I, I quite like the you know the uh, the exploration, you know, of of just seeing somewhere new. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. So it's it is an adventure, no. although it's uh, you know there's a race uh, amongst that Very too. Good. So uh exciting but uh but anyway well ian ian b is uh waiting in the chat room here so instead of me rambling uh why don't we hear about let's bring him in the sort of the origins of the west highland way and uh and and you know just what's what's in store for the runners and you know what's it all about so uh let's get him in will we absolutely let's go here here is ian Beatty. Uh, hello, Ian. Hi, how you doing? Hi, yeah, hey, how you doing? How's Ian. it going, all right? All right. Good. How are you feeling for the race, Kyle? Oh, do you know what? Tommy just uh, <laughs> asked, asked me that, eh? <laughs> I should how are you I feeling for the race, Ian? <laughs> I feel fine, actually. Pretty chilled. I think we're, I think Touchwood, we're just about there. But uh, there's, there's, a good, there's a good team, so it'll be, it should all be fine. A bit worried about the temperatures, that's the... And the forecast, mm, we but... talking about that. It looks to be a warm one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, selfishly, and um, uh, I mean, you know, in terms of for runners generally, I, I perform better. I don't perform better in the heat. No one performs better in the heat, but 
Um, I, I tend to kind of like running in the heat. Uh, you know, I think my attrition's probably a, a little bit better than others, but uh, we'll, we'll find out on the day. I say that. I might be trying to edit this section out next week when I, when I realise I'm, I'm failing in the heat. So, uh, but uh, well, well, firstly, Ian, thanks for coming on the show. This must be uh, how many? I don't know. I, I've lost count how many times you've been on the show now. Uh, you at know, least the third. Made, uh, is it the third? Is it at least yeah. the third? Uh, at least the third. Yeah. So Hold on, uh, maybe, maybe even four. Maybe five, four. I'm not sure. It's been a while though. Nice to be <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. Good. I was going to say, so so how is, you know, for, for, I suppose for the listeners and, you know, the, the running community, like, how, how, how are you, you know, as a, just in general, how's things going with yourself? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. Good. I'm I'm not running at all, unfortunately. I think last time we spoke, I'd, I'd had to, had to stop because of a heart issue, yeah. so I'm not, I'm yeah. not running, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly involved with the UK athletics stuff, and yeah. uh, which yeah. is, Taking up quite a bit of time and things like the West Highland Bay race, and I'm I'm also coaching and I've got a wee group on a Wednesday night, and I've just put in my submission for my level two official qualification oh, nice. level one. Oh, right, okay. so, so hopefully we'll hear about that reasonably soon. So yeah. all that's keeping me quite busy. And on top of that, I'm trying to play a bit more golf, which I'm quite enjoying. So. Interesting. <laughs> how, how do you feel? Like I mean, listeners, uh, like Ian is that. A busy, busy guy. Although he's not running, like how do you, how do you fit it all in? Like, what's the, uh, what's the secret? Is there you know, a secret? It's made, it's made a big difference working from home. That I'm probably yeah. only in, I'm, I'm probably only in the, a Lindsay's office once or twice a week. So yeah. that makes it just an awful lot easier to juggle things and to, mm. I can be doing an athletics meeting and then jumping on to a Lindsay's meeting and so on. Where if it's face to face, that's an awful lot more difficult. But uh, we've 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 just done a we've just done a merger with Lindsay's we've we've merged with a firm in Perth and Dean Creek, so that's been it's been busy in that count. But you know, all good, all all good as well. Good. And and UK Athletics is uh, you know has that's been has it just been over over a year now. You've been chair. Yeah, eight, eighteen UK months. Athletics. Eighteen yeah. months, and I th- I think I think we're making good progress. I think uh, yeah, we've got. It's a pretty new team and it's a pretty new board. Jack Buckner, yeah. the chief exec's been he's just coming up to a year, so he's been in post for a year. I think we've we've got some real positives. We've made some real progress with working with the home countries, which has been good, working out yeah. who does what, mm-hmm. what we do, what we don't do, which was one of the problems before. Uh, that's yeah. that's been good. And we're just trying to really focus in on that. I think it's been pretty well documented. It's there's financial challenges, but I think I think we're all confident we can work our way through that. We've had yeah. we've had a huge amount of support, and there's a lot of goodwill I think for the team in place. I think people have been yeah. have been really positive about that, and that's I mean, that's yeah. from everywhere. We've got relationships yeah. at World Athletics, European Athletics, sponsors, cities. You know, they're all they're all very positive. So so hopefully we'll, we'll be able to move move things forward that way. And it's great to see. Scotland in particular still do well. Commonwealth Games, fantastic. I think maybe that was the last time yeah. we, we caught up, Kyle. But uh, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so really yeah, positive with that. Mm. Yeah, and, and I guess your other. So bringing it back to your other hat, then. So race directing, uh, West Ham Way. One thing we thought we would we would be great to hear from you is. Set the scene. I mean, a lot of our listeners are ultra runners, but a lot of our listeners are not ultra runners. There might be some club runners who are park running. There would be track athletes who maybe don't really who know the Westland Way is loosely an ultra run, an ultra event. I mean, tell us about before we dive into the actual event prep and what's coming this weekend. Tell us a, the what's the sort of elevator pitch of the of the West Island Way. Convert the newbies in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the West Island Way. We think is the second oldest trail ultra marathon in the world after the Western States, so it's got a wow. bit of history. Uh, started in 1985, and two guys decided to race each other: Bobby Shields, Duncan Watson. They decided to race each other up the trail, and it, the race has really developed ever since then. We've tried to keep it friendly and and family feel. We're really quite proud of that. I I yeah. I finished it eight times in the sort of. 2000 through to 2009 
and I've been involved. I've been organising since 2010. So we, we've tried very much to keep that family feel. One of the things that a lot of other races don't have, we insist on a support crew. Now, we know there's people out there, especially now with all the training and all the rest, who can comfortably run that distance self-supported. But we feel, firstly, it helps our safety plan, but secondly, it adds to the whole atmosphere of the event because mm. as well as the the 200, I think we're at 223 runners at the moment in the start list, as well as them, yeah. the, there's three times that in terms of people supporting and involved. So it's a real, it's a fantastic day out. I mean, if, if, any, if anybody gets a chance to see some of it or even get along to the start at Mogai Station, it really is one of the great atmospheres, everybody gathering and getting ready for the one o'clock start on Saturday morning. It's just a, a wonderful event. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm always excited and I yeah. really look forward to the weekend. It's just fantastic fun. I'm getting goosebumps and butterflies. Just uh, You've pitched it very well there, you know, just the, the start. What, 1 a.m. start as well. Like, uh, what's uh, what's the reason for the 1 a.m. start? Is it is there any, or is it just because it's unique? Or is there a... it's, it, it actually, it sort of evolved to one o'clock. It, it's... When when the race started way back in, in the beginning, it used to be three o'clock, ah, and okay. uh, and and it was three o'clock because if you get a good day, by three o'clock it can be just about light. We we've had years yeah. where ten to three it's getting light. So some years yeah. it can be later than that. It can be closer to four. But so three o'clock, the guys thought maximise the daylight, get out from then. But I think as the race got a bit bigger, Dario realised that. It's an awful long time because you've got all day Friday and you don't really, that's not like an early Saturday start, that's a very late Friday yeah. start. <laughs> and I think it was just a lot of hanging about. So it moved back. I think the first year I did it was, I did a three o'clock one and, and yeah. in 1998 and then I, I did a two o'clock for a couple of years and then they kind of looked at it and it moved to one. And actually the, the logistics of one o'clock work quite well. Firstly, by the time the public are up and about the race is well spread out so we feel that's quite good from an environmental perspective we're not hogging the trail for a full day yeah. it's, it's more spread out mm-hmm. it also yeah. works well with the finish it means that people have always had 35 hours to do it so it means that by 12 noon on the sunday the race is mm-hmm. finished and we have yeah. the prize giving immediately after that in fort william and i should say the prize giving is an event where we've got yeah. more than 700 people in that hall watching everybody collect their goblets. Wow. It's just an incredible atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and that, that's a really big part of the race as well. So so I, we, we've just found one o'clock works well. I, I've got a pal said to me, he's never doing it again until we change the start to six in the morning. And <laughs> he's, he's never doing it again because we're not changing the start. It just works quite nicely. <laughs> And in terms of, in terms of the field, and you mentioned that's an impressive number of athletes you've got. Do you? I mean, I, I would look at the some of the West Ham way, and, it's, it, and always assume it's guys like Kyle, you know, who are obviously proficient ultra running. But you mentioned, you know, that you've got a 30, 35 hour window to run it. So that's that's quite again ninety five miles is alien to me. But that feels like you must have a broad range of of abilities and backgrounds running it. Oh yes, you need to be a certain level of be confident you can do it but i guess that's still it's still the bar for entry is is not as maybe as high as you might expect yeah we, we insist on everybody has to demonstrate they've completed a, a trail ultra marathon of at least 65 kilometers to get in okay and okay. that's that's again part sense. of our safety plan just to make sure folk aren't Mm-hmm. sitting in the pub I think this would be a great thing to do and go and do it <laughs> which is actually the way yeah. it used to be when I started it was a bit it was a bit like that and as well as the 35 hours the race does have cutoffs at certain points so it's five hours to Balmaha which you couldn't get to Balmaha walking you could maybe just about walk the route in 35 okay. hours but you couldn't get through the checkpoints you've got to get through them a bit speedier but I'd probably yeah. say that when people get beyond Ben Glass Farm if they can get beyond Ben Glass and within the cutoffs, then they've got a very good chance, I think, of okay. completing it because it's it gets a bit easier after that. But you're right, Tom, it's 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 quite a variety of people and some of the achievements when you see the back, it, it it's just remarkable to see folk pushing their way, pushing yeah. they're out there for two nights. 
And and actually, in a funny sort of way, they get they get the best reception at the finish because the winners come in. Folk come in early on. There's nobody there except their crew and a yeah. few of us <laughs> who have come in. But by the time the last runners come in, everybody's gathered for the prize giving, and mm. there's there's That's a cool. full hall to welcome them. And we've got yeah. the finish. Kyle, I'm not giving away any secrets because you, you'll probably have seen it elsewhere, but we finish inside the hall. We set up the finish line. You come in the side of the, the Nevis Centre, turn left, and right along the yeah. hall, we've got the big banner. So for the, the slower runners who have got quite a crowd already gathering for the prize given, it's just a great mm-hmm. feat. Cool. Oh, and what's amazing. the attrition rate? What's the complete the attrition rate at the sort of at the checkpoints and, and typical completion? Is it? I guess it could probably condition dependent, but generally yeah. what's your completion rate? It, it, you'd be surprised, I think, how high that is. That, that we generally get about eighty percent of people who start wow. finish. That's but where, where the dropout is is, is I, I always say to folk, we we accept three hundred entries, and we know that three hundred will come down through injury, pregnancy, weddings, all sorts of mm-hmm. of things. It comes down to last year with COVID, it came down to one hundred ninety four, which was a huge dropout. Wow. This year we're at 223 at the moment, so hopefully that'll start. So okay. you've actually done the percentages. If you can make it to the start line, you've probably done the hardest bit in terms of mm-hmm. terms of finishing, yeah. because yeah. Uh, most people who are at the start line will have trained and will be in good shape and can work their way mm-hmm. through. Of course, there's always people who have bad days. It just happens sometimes, and but uh, they might they might trip, they might have injuries. But no, it's quite a good it's talk- quite a good success rate. That's great. We were talking mm-hmm. about that like very briefly, like just about getting to the start line. I, I had a bit of a wobble last week, but it was it's fine now. There's no there's no issue. Uh, I just took two full days off, and it was fine after that. Uh, and I was just like, yes, I feel good in taper week <laughs> or in race week. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's quite quite nice to to have that feeling, and yeah, to get to the start line will, will be amazing too. Um, in terms of like you know, you talked about like the support crew, but there's also like the you've got an army of of support in terms of helping you you know with the race and the success of it there's a, a you know a huge amount of volunteers like just talk talk to us a, like a little bit about how that works as well like um because i think that that in itself is is unique as well uh you know the number of volunteers who you know it's almost oversubscribed which is fantastic yeah. for a, an ultra running you know a, a community in, in Scotland an ultra running community uh, so what's that like? Yeah I think we've got probably around about 100 volunteers yeah, across the weekend and, and a lot of them yeah. a lot of them will some will some will do the early shifts and then not come up but a lot of people will be there and then make their way to the end for the whole race so I, I think yeah. the, the whole volunteering getting the volunteers John and Helen Monroe took that on a couple of years ago and they've done that really well now. So each yeah. checkpoint has got a checkpoint boss. They've got a team mm. of about eight to ten at, at, their, at their location. They all know where where they're going. And yeah. and folk, folk just love doing it and they love being part of the, yeah. the whole event. So yeah. they, they, do, they do a big shift and and particularly those but, who are at the likes of Lundavra, which we've usually got the same people there, and not because we insist, but because they want to do that. So they have to turn up from something cool. like two o'clock in the Saturday afternoon till <laughs> ten o'clock in the Sunday morning. It's a long I noticed uh, John and Helen. Uh, Helen's organised uh, the Marshall bibs. He's got like big Tupperware. Tupperware, like big tubs. Uh, she, I think she on Facebook something like, yeah, very OCD, but they're all ready to go. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty amazing, like to to have all all those volunteers and um and and what about like you know folk who are perhaps not part of the support crew? Um, what's you know it's pretty of a silly question because there's so many places you can you can stop, but what are the best places like generally for? For people to to see the runners, is is there any we, like? Key... Yeah, there's a few a few good places. We'd probably want we'd probably ask people to stay away from the tighter checkpoints. Yeah. There's a few that are really quite tight, so Rower Denon's quite hard to get into, and and it's not compulsory even for the runners crew to go to Rower Denon. We, we've we've relaxed that in recent years, but areas like roundabout Time Drum, you'll see the runners, and that's not a checkpoint. So folk can if. They, can park in Tyndrum, Glencoe mm. car park, there's stacks of space. Kinloch Leaven's yeah. pretty good. 
because there's a lot of space in the village and there's also places you can get stuff mm-hmm. to eat and so on. And the finish in Fort William uh, is good. If it's if it's earlier on, the start, well, guys, great. There's plenty of parking and, yeah. mm-hmm. and and the Balmaha car park. Well, it gets busy. is usually not too bad because yeah. it's a big place. So there are mm-hmm. there are various places and we do encourage folk to to come out if they can and, and see it because it's last year there was a there was like a, a chap who I'd I'd never met never heard of but I just found his I spoke to him on the night and then I found his his wee film he had made on on YouTube he just put it in oh, West okay. Ham this guy did, kind of noticed the race and done a, quite a bit of research on it he'd cycled yeah. up from Largs his, his daughter stays in Bears Den he was seeing her on the Saturday at, at lunchtime. So he decided to cycle up on the Friday night to watch the start of the race. And he then yeah. cycled up to Balmaha. <laughs> uh, and he watched it all up there. He got his breakfast and he met his daughter. I was just quite blown away that the race had wow. a reputation <laughs> like that. That's amazing. And what about, so obviously there's a, I mean, there's an interesting for Cab. So what's the field like this year? Because it's, uh, we're obviously, it's, that's, that is interesting to us. We'll, Kyle, Kyle himself, uh, outstanding. Who? What's the what? What's the field like on the on both the the women and the the men's side this year? I, I think if you'd asked me this question, Tom, three months ago, I would have said it was far and away the strongest men's field we'd ever seen, mm. because at that time we had Rob Sinclair, who's a record holder, and mm-hmm. we had Donnie Campbell both in the field. Unfortunately, both both of them are injured and have had to pull out we don't have them and Grant Jeans has pulled out so when I wrote down my list before coming on here Kyle's very much on that list of there's a few there's a few good runners James Stewart's back James yeah. has won it twice I think once twice I can't need to check uh, yeah. Robbie Dunlop who was in, in the top three last year's back yeah Martin Hege, a good team. as well yeah yeah, yeah. Stuart Johnston, Kyle. So the male side still a good race. I think female side also good race. But Saki Nakamura was second last year, and uh, Ranlin Allen really close. They they came into Lundavra almost together, so oh, and she did. only lost oh. by about eight minutes to 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 Lynn. So I think Saki yeah. would be right up there. Uh, Lorna yeah. McMillan is is there. Who's Lorna's? I don't think ever failed to podium when she's finished. She's always been. Oh, wow. I think she's got a second and two thirds or something like that. Yeah. Alison McGill, who's represented Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew Cage. Yeah, Good yeah. To see her. Yeah. yeah. And the other name I picked cool. out was was Jacqueline Wilson, and, uh, yeah. who was McIntyre, and she she made the top mm. three last year as well. So I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. She's wearing I mean, her shorts. She's wearing a TRS shorts. Indeed. Yeah. Well. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, only for half of it, I think. I think after that, she's like probably getting chafed to hell with it. Yeah, yeah never. Yeah. But but the uh, thing is, one, one year one year we had we had no idea. The year uh, Siobhan won it, Siobhan Killenbeck. Oh, Killenbeck yeah. We just we just didn't know Siobhan's background because she'd never run an ultra. Yeah. She she'd won the Keltman. And she turned up and sort of skipped up the course in just over 18 hours or something. It was incredible. Yeah, and right. so there can be people come out of the blue. And mm. that's why I'm always reluctant to give names and then find yeah, somebody wins it who's not on it. <laughs> and how, and what, as a, how, for you, you know, in, in your position, how are you, monitor, how are you monitoring the race as unfolding at that, that sort of as a foot race? Are you getting updates on, from the course about where the various people are the gap uh, and I guess then for the likes of Kyle and others it's up I guess their support it's up to their support team to feed them gaps if, if they want or if they don't want how, how does that aspect unfold well th- this year well that should be a bit easier because we're, we're using trackers this year for the first time we, we've always oh, had the, okay. we've always had the electronic timing at at the the checkpoints mm-hmm. but you're sort of then guessing to some extent how long it's going to take to get to the next timing point Whereas mm-hmm. this year we're, we're going, everybody's going to be fitted with a tracker, so we'll be able to follow the race much more closely and know where people are, and hopefully so will the crew. So one of the things we're asking the crews are to not to go too soon to checkpoints because if folk go, if everybody piles up, talked or tired as soon as they mm-hmm. leave, yeah, then it just gets full yeah. and we can't get people in. So they'll be able to see where the runner is and when they when they need to appear, and also the checkpoint marshals will be able to see and say. You're too early. Could you go away and come back in mm-hmm. a couple of hours? So, 
So we tend to do that. My my sort of way of what I what I do, Tom, is, is Sean is my, my medical guy. Sean usually goes to bed for a quick sleep after the race goes off. And I cover okay. the night bit. So I cover the first night. Yeah. And then I drop back home to, for a couple of hours after about six o'clock. And then I make my way up the course. And we just try and stay in front of the leaders. And so if the leader's coming into Glencoe, I'll try and be at Glencoe, work my way yeah. up to that, check the finishes. I mean, we've got a team at the finish. It'll all be fine. But just check with there. I usually like to get back to Lundavra to see the winners, the leaders come through and then get back down yeah. ready for them mm-hmm. to come in. It was a yeah. it was a real the year Rob Sinclair ran his course record. We were <laughs> we were right. panicking trying to get up the road in time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just didn't really have the infrastructure expecting such a fast run, but because <laughs> he just ran he ran so quickly that year. That, uh, so what, what are the course like, what are the course records? Right? On, so the male and female side. So Rob on the men's side, what, what's his time there? His time's 13 hours 41. Oh, goodness me. On the female side? Never mind then. Yeah, yeah the female side is equally remarkable. The female record stood since 2007. 17 wow. hours 16. Lucy Cahoon's oh, the record holder. Uh, nice. Lucy nearly won the race that year. Lucy was, the overall, Lucy was leading out of Lundavra with seven miles to go and she just got she just got pipped, but I, I, I always oh. think that record, given it stood so long, you keep thinking somebody will come along and give it a real go. Because mm. we offer yeah. now fifteen hundred pounds to men and women for a really course record. Yeah. There you go, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wanting to get to the finish start line first. <laughs> <in the finish. laughs> oh yeah. boy, that's no, uh, I'm I'm excited. You know, like I think a few months ago I was saying I just want to take part in it and. And enjoy it but I feel I've got this sort of like fitness where I want to you know in the west side of the way it's just come at the perfect time where it's all coming together um mm-hmm. but like you know it's such an amazing race like I've it's always when when it comes to an ultra the thing that inspired me to take part in ultra running was the western states 100 in the the west side of the way race those two which are funnily enough the oldest one of the oldest in the both the oldest in the world uh so like to be able to almost tick off a bucket list of trying to run under a you know in a day is pretty a pretty an amazing thing you know to to, yeah. to see you're doing because people I mean, people walk the west side of the way it takes them days and and yeah. you know these runners are aiming to do it within you know 35 hours which is just just done you know a, a day and a half it's it's crazy mm. uh so but yeah you must get like amazed you know as a as a race director too at the Murrayway ultras um some of the you know you'll you've you've probably experienced so much emotion just with people getting to the finish line uh like what's that like for you as a as a as the rd yeah yeah i i find it i find it very emotional it's a funny sort of thing i i feel i always feel in the build-up the weak build-up I sometimes find I struggle to even talk about the race without feeling so emotional. Yeah. And, okay. and then you go into the actual race and you do go into kind of work mode and, and you're mm. you're very much focused on the whole safety thing. It's lovely seeing people come through. Yeah. I think this year, this this year's, I, I know I'll find incredibly emotional. If John Kiniston, who was a, John was, yeah. John was a very close friend. He, he, he actually, John, John, Married Sandra and me. He was he was the he was the pastor at our wedding. Oh, I didn't know a, that. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. John was a good, very close friend. Yeah. And John, John died in early 2021, and yeah. uh, his daughter Holly is running this year. Oh wow! And, oh, and I, did I see that. Oh. I think I think that will be really emotional seeing yeah. Holly finish, and I'm sure she will because wow. she she she's trained well and she'll yeah she'll uh, she'll follow her dad's schedules and and. Uh, wow. That's, she'll get there, but that'll be nice. I mean, like, there's other great stories from the race. Chris Moon's running again. Chris, I don't know if you you're aware of, but Chris Chris is a brilliant guy. He does done a lot of ultra marathons, eh, 61 now. But Chris was blown up in oh, wow. Mozambique, and he he's got an artificial arm and artificial leg. And I think one of the wow. things Chris yeah. likes about the race is wow. he's just treated the same as everybody else. So if he doesn't make the yeah. cutoffs, he misses them. He's out like everyone else, and mm-hmm. and. But it's 
he said he said last time he took part, he said, I've, I've not got excuses now. He said, the, the science has improved so much and the quality of my prosthetic leg <laughs> is no longer a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's good. That'll be great to, to meet him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just talking talking about John. John did a lot, you know, the West Highland Way podcast as well. And yeah. you know, another mm. you know, inspired certainly inspired us to, you know, bring Tartan Running Shorts uh in into play as well. And there's a lot of really good resources he he created for the races and you know, not just the the West Side Wave, the, the Fling, and the the Devil of the Highlands, which are the other two events, which are kind of part of the the same West Highland Wave families. Do, do, do I just talk briefly about those two other events as well? Yeah, yeah well, the, the Highland Fling started in two thousand six. It was it was it was a brainchild of a of a chap, Murdo, who his partner at the time used to go out training runs with us. And I was there the other day and he said, you're all here doing a long training run. We should really have a race. Yeah. We should have a race as a training run for the West Highland Way. And that's how the yeah. fling started. There were 17 of oh, us okay. did it in 2006. And yeah. uh, it built up. I think there were about 80 the next year and built up. And then it just has really grown, as you know. It's grown to sort of a thousand people. It's one of the, yeah. the great ultras. It didn't take place this year, unfortunately. And the Devil of the Highlands has got a bit longer history. It went back to, I think, the early 2000s in the second half of the course and uh it's it's changed organizer a couple of or it's changed organizer once it's the organizer of john duncan organizes both the highland fling and the devil of yeah. the highlands but they're both brilliant races in, in their own their own right uh, uh and and very much stand in their, their own merits but it's quite nice having them all part of that yeah, part. Was west island mm-hmm. grouping absolutely so if I was, um, you know, probably two last questions for me, um, like, you know, if I was wanting to to get into an ultra, because you, you know you're the you're you're Mr. Ultra, really. <laughs> the amount of years you've been doing it and you've organised them and you've competed in ultras yourself, what what would you be saying to folk who maybe want to take up the next level of of distance? I I would say to folk. I think ultra running is great fun and it's it's very sociable. But I, I would always encourage people to keep doing keep doing the real training that you would do for a marathon and keep doing yeah. the speed sessions and keep doing the tempo runs and the long runs. Because what we always find is if you're a good endurance runner, you tend to be a good endurance runner and the better yeah. you'll be in things like the ultra marathons. I, I, I do think sometimes people get a bit, almost in awe of the ultras you could run 95 miles but i've always yeah. found the hardest distance is the marathon because there's, yeah. there's no there's no hiding place you, you have mm-hmm. a bad mile and you're yeah. behind and there's nowhere to make it <laughs> back true. up you have a bad yeah. you, you could have a bad hour in the west island race and still finish the <laughs> personal best it's just the nature of yeah of the ultra running but uh, yeah. so I, I would i would always encourage folk but i would also say i, th- I think recently people People have maybe over the last few years started because so many are doing it, get a bit complacent, maybe not trained as hard and as in a structured a way. And I'm not talking about the front yeah. of the field, but more sort of further down. But it, you know, a proper training schedule working really hard can be the difference between a 30-hour finish and a 22-hour finish. So yeah, and it's I, I think it's worth putting in that real effort for folk to try and get the best time that they can do. Yeah. It's kind of, that question was kind of directed for Tommy when he steps up to the ultras, eh? Kelvin's <laughs> Kelvin was making that sort of question to me for like five years, and there's no bite yet. I think it's closer. It's a subtle, subtle head Although I have to admit, I have to admit, when I sit down with guys like yourselves and hearing tickling race week, the hype of it all, I remember equally sitting with both of you and others in Chamonix with a few beers after UTMB. I mean, you yeah. can't help but get caught up in the excitement of big races like this. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for everyone who's lining up on on Saturday. I mean, the weather, yeah. hopefully the weather, maybe a bit cooler, but nice conditions, uh, the spectating, the, the course, the challenge, the feeling when you complete Cal. I mean, I, I'm very envious of all that. There'll be, I think it sounds like it's shaping up to be a fantastic weekend. Yeah. And, and that kind of links in very well with um, the quick. The, my final question is: uh, so you know, probably you know, I, I'm getting to sit down with the race director. You know, so this is like <laughs> inside knowledge here. So the question I'll, I'll ask is: what would you, if if you were in my shoes, what would you, what would your number one bit of advice be? I would, I would say you'll have a good idea 
about. I know you've not run it before, but you'll have a good idea what you can do because you'll look, you'll have looked at other people's times. You'll know comparably what you can do. You'll know that. And I would say just get, stick in that plan and get on it, and don't run your own yeah. race and don't run anyone yeah. else's race because it is a long yeah. way. And if if it, if if you run fifteen hours, Kyle, okay, you'll you'll be there or thereabouts. You, you know, and yeah. and you'll know by. You'll know at Glencoe if somebody's just in front or somebody's just behind or somebody's pushing. Yeah. But if you've run the race that you think you can run, then I think that that's that's what you you have to do and not get carried yeah. away. And there's very few years we have real head to head. We'd one year Robbie Britton raced against Paul Giblin and they were and they they raced each other for sixty miles before Paul pulled away and it was it was oh. brilliant. But most other yeah. years people just go out and they they deliver and they just keep getting stronger yeah. and stronger. Oh, yeah, mm. oh, that's uh, and and for for anyone else, any anyone who's taken part, is there anything else you would say to? It's probably the same sort of um, advice, I would imagine. Just yeah, run your own I, I think so. I think there's a. I, I've said this a few times to people in various forums, but I think it holds very well. I think you you will you'll get a lot of bad spells. You do in a race like this. A couple of things just I'd say to remember. The toughest bit of the West Highland Way is the first 40 miles, I think. Once you get beyond the top of Loch Lomond, it definitely gets more runnable and and probably an easier surface to keep going. And we found that when we walked as well. That wasn't just from running experience. So what I I always say to people is don't don't give up on the first time you feel really bad. You'll get at least three of them. And... If you've had three and you're still feeling awful, then maybe it's time to think. But keep working your way through the the lows yeah. because you can be in a low, you can be on a real low one point, and then an hour later you can be flying again, like yeah, like any ultra yeah. marathon. Mm. And 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 the, the the thing I always used to say to myself, and people get motivated in different ways, but you, you think it plays with your head, and you think, I know this is terrible, and the heat's beating down, I feel awful, and all the rest. But you'll feel a lot, an awful lot more awful if you drop out and don't finish. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's, it's a good bit of advice. Yeah, so yeah, just think... keep going, just work your way through. You're here for the weekend anyway. Make sure you're at Fort William getting a goblet on a Sunday lunch. <laughs> exactly. Nice. I like it. Don't want those like goblets it. to go to waste. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, yeah. Ian, it's been amazing chatting to you uh, really once again, and uh, I'm yeah looking forward to seeing you. Uh, I was going to say bright and early, but if it's bright and early on Saturday, I'm I'm too late. Uh, certainly Friday night. So yeah, no, <laughs> so but, I'll, I'll say hello. But uh, yeah, yeah. But thanks for putting this amazing race on, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone who's taken part and or supporting and everything else. So amazing. Yeah, uh, good, good luck. Good luck for it, and uh, thank you. Look forward to seeing you. Good to catch up with you both. And good luck, good luck for you. Uh, yeah, good for you on the race row, and also I think it's coming British Athletics Way. It's we're uh, excited to follow. We need to catch up with you on maybe after some of the summer stuff as well. See how how the lot's progressing. Yeah, no exciting summer ahead. Yeah. Good stuff. Great. Bye, see you later on, guys. Cheers. 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 Catch you Friday. Bye. 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 What a treat! It's always it's always great to get Ian on. He's so so in, he's just obviously so informed not only through his roles but in his kind of you know his his passion for it, what he does. So yeah, how how are you feeling? How is that how how is that conversation affected? How are you feeling about the weekend? Just, uh, I, I was kind of like Monday's like feeling oh yeah I've got a race but now I'm like oh god it feels like it's tomorrow now holy moly yeah. uh, just super excited like um I think you know before. I think if it was a few years ago, I'd be like, right, it's a race. I'm gonna like do really well, and but you know, not maybe you you you, you fail to take in the whole occasion. Um, but I think even from my wobble last week, it it just like got me thinking about the why of why I'm doing it. The fact that I'm able to attend this race and line up at the start line, and and just you know just be part of this amazing community it's it sounds mm-hmm. a bit corny like but it's so true like just hearing just a little you know I kind of know a, a bit about it already but it just sounds such an amazing event um and yeah it's uh just I need to wrap myself up in in bubble bubble wrap now Tommy yeah uh but I mean yeah nothing you can do this week nothing you can't 
you can't i don't think you can improve your race this week but you can you can make it worse do you know what i mean yeah absolutely so exactly. I, yeah you're right bubble wrap and, and get yourself set but well very excited very excited to see how to follow and we'll uh catch up on that next week um and yeah fun very yeah just super excited and it's and it's you know not only you've got the opportunity complete opportunity to be competitive so yeah very excited man there's uh um, it'll be good to do the tracking as well so um yeah i i, I didn't I, it was only recently i realized there's actually live tracking so that's quite so we'll, we'll, if you want to dot watch uh you can we'll, we'll share the link no doubt and we will and, indeed uh, yeah dave, dave, dave scott uh he, he's already offered to to do some some uh some cheeky little uh insta stories for for the podcast so we'll, uh, <laughs> very good we'll see how that goes um hopefully it's I'm, I'm in a good place throughout but uh i'm sure there'll be definitely bad patches and, and very good patches so anyway uh so no, really good to uh yeah get get this race started for me anyway um it's been a, it's been a long time coming this goal so line, eh? I've got 12 minutes left. I've got to go. I'm obviously in the hotel. I haven't eaten yet. And the restaurant closes. You've got your food. Your food's well, coming. The, well, I, it was coming, but it, it hasn't come. So I'm going to have to go down to the restaurant, which closes at half nine orders. So oh. it's ten, it's eight minutes past. So 12 minutes and I'm I'm heading down to order some food. Right, so what do you want to catch up on next? Um, do you know, I was going to rattle through some of the Diamond League stuff on the weekend, but let's maybe let's go National Running Week. Uh, Give us a yeah. recap on that, how that was. Very quickly, what an amazing week. Uh, it's the first Athletics Trust Scotland organised uh, the very first national running week and a huge success in terms of the numbers of clubs, groups, individuals taking part in the week. Generally, the challenge was a 5K challenge. Uh, some people ran, they, they walked, they jogged, they, they pushed their wheelchair it was just amazing. Um, so we had so many different clubs taking part throughout Scotland. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off a few because I want to give them a, a mention because just because we raised a lot of money um, for for the trust that's going to help disadvantaged communities throughout Scotland, um, be it people with disabilities, uh, in poverty or ethnically and culturally diverse communities um, by providing a, a Transforming Lives grant fund and also to get community impact officers and leaders into the communities um, to try and increase the the uh, representation of of, uh, of 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 running athletics um, in, in these these communities I've just mentioned. So yeah, just a few who took part. Air Seaforth, they were Tony's Tigers, the Jog Scotland group. They were taking part. A big shout out to one of our friends of the show, Andy McCall. The uh, the chair of Greenock Glen Park Carriers for um, basically organising a full week of national running uh, activities for the club mm-hmm. uh, and he raised a, a, a fantastic amount £350 in counting which is great um, over I think two over a couple of hundred of people were taking part it might even be more than that Delhi Houston Harriers organised a 5k trail race Garth Cube and West End Roadrunners organised a mob match of around 90 people at one of the park runs, which is amazing. Uh, Aberdeen Athletics Club took part. They had a frame running group doing uh, 5Ks around the track uh, as as a relay. Um, and also Petrivi Athletics Club, they organised their frame running group to to help, um, you know, do a 5K challenge. Joanna Robertson as well raised money individually. Um, so a big thanks to her uh, and her coach, Phil. Penny Cook Jog Scotland were taking part. We also I was also helping out uh, organise a 5K handicap on Thursday with Gary Roadrunners and some of the Aberdeenshire clubs as well. And we had over 60 people. So big thanks to to Rory as well for for helping Rory Brand uh, for helping as well and uh, so many other you know people to mention. So yeah, thanks mm-hmm. so much for all their help and and raising vital funds for the trust as well um so yeah hopefully again next year we'll we'll we'll, we'll push it again a big i don't know if you heard the story uh stephen Beatty from the last episode mm-hmm. an amazing an amazing yeah. guy uh an amazing story um you know and just one of the examples of the reason why you know the trust's in place so uh yeah i'm i'm pretty happy with how it went and um you know thankful to everyone who made it a success so thank you Good. uh so yeah, Very good. 
So we, um, you know, at the end of the week, uh, I was delighted to be watching the Paris uh, Diamond League, Tommy, and you must be kicking yourself because that would have been the one that you would have loved to have just jumped in the tram yeah. if you were still in Paris, eh? Oh, I, I know. So I was at the Diamond League last year in Paris, um, and it's cla- it's a great event. It was class. We were we had a we had a great time. Maybe it wasn't there wasn't quite world records, but you know I've got a question about this, right? How come when some I don't I don't understand I don't understand why there are not more questions on some of these records at a time when all we hear is doping news coming out of Kenya. I'm I'm really surprised at how unchallenged some of these times are that are coming out. I mean, I maybe I've become quite a sour uh, non-believer based on so many, you know, positive tests we've seen in the last yeah. year. I'm not sure I buy some of it, honestly. Yeah, do, do you know what? It's, and it, and it takes away the excitement like, from me. The, the way I used to see it is like you get performances like that. You, you you would you know historically I would question some of them, um, but they're so regular now um, than they were before, which I don't think dopamine's a new thing. I think it's probably I don't know if it's even more rife than than it was. I don't know. Do you, I don't know the answer do you to think, that. But do you think um, all the all the world records that fell on Friday are uh, clean? I think the 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 key the key the key kind of or the additional like moving part is the shoes like you could you know the, the shoes have also contributed to some of the the performances potentially anyway um so it could be the shoes alone it could be the shoes and and open i, I don't know uh <laughs> it's I mean, I, I, it's uh, uh, it's a good it's a good question but like, i just feel I, like um, I don't know. I'm very much a believer. You should have a, you know, critical eye, critical mindset, and things should be challenged. And after it should be open to having things challenged. But I just yeah. think, like in a week when the 1500 goes and the 5000 goes, and it still it just shows how some athletes are more popular. I saw like uh, Hassan ran a very fast 1500 last week, um, and I saw so much noise on Twitter about how can she possibly run that after seven weeks after London, blah blah blah. Obviously, she has association with Salazar, so that is a red flag. But at the same time, yeah. she ran like significantly slower than her best. But then we have other times come out that are crazy fast. And anyway, so that that was my one. Don't get me wrong; it was an amazing series of events to watch. My other bone of contention is athletics doesn't market itself well enough. Where was where was there any build up beforehand to say Gide versus Kibiegon? It was an amazing race. Yeah. Why is afterwards the coverage is all what an amazing night in Paris? There was no hype beforehand. There's a time when you look at cycling, an amazing hype that's being built between the Vingegaard and uh, Pogacar um, rivalry in the Tour. They build hype. They've got Netflix There's documentary no hype, yeah. on this. There's zero, yeah. zero hype, zero stories at a time when people wonder why athletics is dying. And I'm like, that was a great night of, of, uh, of athletics on the, you know, yeah. okay, taking away my first comment aside. But the, you've got to know where to look on BBC iPlayer to watch it. It's hidden away. You know, it's a joke. You know, you know what frustrated me was like I was waiting for um, Inga Britson's race and they didn't show it. Exactly. It's <laughs> it showed like the last mean. lap of it. I was like, that's, oh, that's the point. Like, it's an amazing. That was billed as a world record, though, wasn't it? It was a world record attempt. It was billed as. as I mean, a, the thing in... is, show the last lap of a two-mile race. What did they run? Seven and a half minutes. I mean, it's not so, that much yeah. airtime to show the full race split screen. <laughs> no. I just feel like I'm, I'm always underwhelmed when I watch these events because it's like you feel like I feel like I'm watching something that's unfold. And even in that, again, the the five thousand, you know, question marks aside, was an amazing race to watch. But yeah. I kind of, if I'm honest, I I was, I mean, I I, I knew there was some names running it, but you kind of you just think, God, they're missing a trick here. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm, I don't know why I'm, no. I've decided to take a stand against it. It was an amazing, amazing night, but I just felt like I felt I just I don't know. I feel like you've got these amazing nights. Yeah, people say athletics is in is in trouble, and we got superstars and stuff. And you're like, well, that's because they're not doing much about it. I no. I, anyway, I, I was I very. Yeah. They need to they need to sort it out. Like, it, it, it's got the potential to be really big. I mean, the stadium was mm. was packed. 
Uh, yeah. Or was it? I don't know. You know, it, it was. Could I think it was even more. It's not a very. It's a twenty thousand seater. I mean, it's not. A, we were yeah. there last year. It's a not big ground, but um, I mean, yeah, it was. It's a, it was cool, a great, great event. Great to see uh, Laura Muir's in the five thousand. Was she on fourteen? 14 four, and change. 40, 50, 40, 50, 40, 50. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, great to see her in there. Um, Haley Hodgkinson, she is a superstar. I mean, she's, that, she's got the talent, was, uh, she's got the, the sort of yeah. image. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that, I think there, there's, anyway, lot, I would say great. Yeah, I agree with you. Great and I just frustrating that's all um i like it i like it it's, that's our first that's a rant we've we haven't had a cheeky wee rant for a while tommy yeah yeah i, I even like tweeted it. about it i i don't tweet that often oh, i even you? felt like i just saw like someone uh actually do you know what this was, i t- i tweet i was part of a tweet I t- whose tweet it was someone and um who was it uh tim hutchins liked my reply did he? Oh, yeah, nice. I thought it was interesting. You got, you got Timmy on your side, yeah. Yeah, so uh, and it was about the same <laughs> stuff, like what we're we doing. Why? Why is this not being better promoted? Um, why? Why are we not telling the stories about athletes? Why are we not building up, in, in, you know, the interest? Why are we not? Why are the IWF not attracting massive sponsors that allow them to get? in you know, there was some. I was reading an article that um, apparently in the French, there was a anyway, there was no coverage of of this of it in like some major French newspaper and you think crazy anyway yeah that's a bit of a rant more close to home one thing I did want to bring up was the um the Scotland team's been announced for Antrim Coast which is cool the half marathon which is I mean that had a, a world record that wasn't a world record because the course was slightly short we've had the race uh director on here before um so it's a cool event anyway it's great well done Scottish athletics for sending teams it's great you announced them so early um and some new names. So on the men's side, we've got Wendy Gibbs-Selassie, Shelston Harriers, Fraser Stewart, who was on the show not so long ago, Campus Lang Harriers, Lewis Rogers, Fife AC, and Hamish Hickey, Central AC, who's also been on the show. So very cool to see Hamish and Fraser getting vests for half marathon. And on the, on the women's side, Natasha Phillips, who is, who's had an incredible season on the road. She's going. She's, of course, Dundee Hawks. Sarah Potter, VP Glasgow, who is uh, Beth Potter's sister. So um, cool to see her running at that level um, for Scotland. Ailey Bell, Shettleson Harriers, and Sarah Green, who was on the show recently, Gala Harriers. Sarah, of course, having that, that stormer, right. stormer at London. So very Fantastic. cool. Cool to see a range of new faces, range of ages. And yeah, really, really cool. I'm very excited now to watch. Um, I seem to remember that that's quite often streamed the Andrew Post. And I was out there and ran it a few years ago. It's a great race. Yeah, so, yeah looking forward to that. Ah, exciting. And, uh, you know, going from the road to the, the trail in the mountains, we had uh, the World Mountain Champs in Austria. Uh, the, there was team gold places for the GB women's team. Scout Adkin, Alice Goodall, Holly Page and Philippa Williams. Uh, so there was a total of eight athletes representing GB um, in terms of Scots. Uh, Scout Adkin got, uh, he led the way with two two more global medals i think to add to her collection so she was taking part in the uphill mm-hmm. and the up and the the downhill so congratulations to scout as well um uh, alice goodall was it's her first attempt and she got a 10th place with scout taking 12th in the up and down race philippa williams and 21st and holly page completing the team there as well uh, a great run from uh Joe Stewart as well. He was the first Brit. Uh, Jacob Adkin got 20th in the up and down race with Andy in 22nd. Andy Douglas in 22nd place as well. So, yeah, lots of uh, results and and names there. So, yeah, well done to everyone. Sasha Chaplin was taking part in the short trail race. Uh, There was actually a silver medal for the short trail race from a, a, a... a, a Brit uh, who I've never heard of until he ran the trials. So Thomas Roach, not Tom Roach, Thomas Roach. <laughs> uh, Chris Jones, uh, interview of the show, D- Dundee Hockhill Harriers. Uh, he came eighth, uh, eight, yeah, in, in eighth place there. Um, and to finish off the long trail race, Fiona Pascal was 18th place, top GB finisher, Jasmine Paris. Uh, completed the course. Uh, I'm not sure what her position was, and Julia Dav- Davis as well, who I don't think is a Scot. It was Jasmine. Unfortunately, Merrill uh, had to retire after 
60k i'm not sure why but i uh, hope she's doing well so there you go tommy um the final thing before you go is uh you were short shorts you were you were sporting your short shorts at the weekend a cheeky little uh husband wife double how did you know i was wearing my short shorts and how do you know i was wearing the trs shorts oh I, i'm i've got my sources tommy eh? interesting i so yeah. yeah i did so actually here's i had my trs shorts two parts one last weekend and the weekend before i ran the bakewell park run in trs shorts and my dad made his debut in trs shorts so we oh, both park run together oh. i've got a picture i meant to put it on the trs socials and i just forgot but yeah i had them uh i've had them on two weeks in a row so yeah cool flying the flag Easy. That's amazing. Uh, and normally you also said Quentin Chalmers. He was sporting his uh, TRS short shorts as well um, at, at the, the Brock 10K, I think it was. Uh, so, yeah, well done. And nice. Eddie McCluskey was wearing his at the, the marathon as well, um, the Stockholm nice. Marathon. So you got a three hours 15 um, uh, in a really warm day. So well done to, to Eddie. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I'll be taking my short shorts to the West Island Way, Tommy. So... You can guarantee that, but I just don't know when I'm going to be wearing them. That's all. I don't know if I should wear them. I think I'll probably change into them later in the race, uh, rather than because you know that I don't. I've got. I don't want to get chaffed to hell. You know, if uh, you know, sixty miles in, if I wear my short shorts, so I'm going to wear some <laughs> long, long ones to start with, and then loop myself up. Uh, uh, you know, later in the race when I get those those tight running shorts on, that's for sure. Very good. Very good. Uh, running very good. TRS runner the, the fortnight. Who is it? Ooh, fortnight. Wind my head back to some results here. Uh, TRS runner the fortnight. Um, I've, do you know, I've been really. Uh, it's, an, it's an easy one. I've been very pleased to see Laura. I was really impressed to see Laura Muir go at 5,000. I thought it was really cool to see her step to, to sort of. Go to that range. I know she's run that before. She was on the 1500 week before. I'm a big, actually, do you know, what? I think I, I like it when top athletes are competing. I, I yeah, he's a Kipchoge's a legend, but I don't like the fact Kipchoge is invisible for months of the year and then just appears. I don't think it helps the sport. I like it when like role models like Laura Muir, stars like Laura Muir are visible and competing and, and have a season. You know, that's one thing that athletics struggles with compared to like football and rugby and even cycling. That you don't really have a con this concept of a season to follow athletes all the time. But so to see someone like Laura Muir lining up at the fifteen hundred last week and again at the five thousand this week, I think that's great. So I, I Regardless of time, I think that attitude is cool. So, yeah. Laura, we get my vote. Fantastic. Well, you know, I was going to, um, Alice Goodall uh, was was going to be my, my tartan running shorts. Of, uh, Interesting. Who uh, obviously was taking part in the, the mountain championships. Um, you know, she got a, uh, a tenth place there, which I think is her first outing in a senior vest, and she came tenth. So wow, you know, I, I, I think so that, for me it's going to be Alice Goodall. Well, let's go. Let's go. I, I think I think Laura's already had it, so I think we'll defer to you there. That's a good shout. <laughs> so Alice Goodall, you're the tartan running shorts runner of the week of the fortnight now or week. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so before we before we hand over to uh, Ali McIver and wrap up. Uh, and I can go get my dinner. Kyle, all the best for Saturday, man. All the best. Oh, thank I, you. I'm, you know, it's. I know that the this the you know the listeners who dial into this, a lot of them listen to hear about prep for events and and hear about how the events go. So know that you've got you've got the weight of or you know th literally thousands of TRS listeners <laughs> behind you, willing you on. They all want nothing oh, better than a success story success is far more interesting than failure they all want a success story in the weekend and i'm you know it's all what was the I, I love the phrase someone said recently positive and i know it won't quite be this for this is more for marathon positive thoughts negative split that's the that's that's the one we're looking <laughs> yeah. for forget the negative split you're doing 95 miles but positive thoughts You've got it, man. We're all rooting for you, and we can't wait to hear how it goes. So good luck. Oh, jeez, they're making me swell up here, eh? <laughs> swell up? There Don't we go. Mean, exactly. <laughs> swell up. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. On that note, eh? Jesus. Well, right, thank good. you very much. That was a great motivational talk there. Holy moly.
Aye, aye. Uh, I don't really know what else to say, but um, yeah, I'm sure you'll, you'll, uh, yeah, I've, I'm definitely motivated. That's the chair. Uh, so thank you. Well, the listeners will. All right. Well, we'll, we'll all see you on the other side then. See you on the other side. And that's a wrap.